ready for the word? I still don't know what I'm preaching, but let's go anyway. I'm so thankful that God uses me despite me. Can I be honest with y'all? I think vulnerability is a power in the church that we have not yet tapped into. I think the, I think the, these end times are going to be led by Pastors and leaders who are incredibly vulnerable and who are incredibly real with you. I don't want to get up here and, and make you think that this is about me and how good I am at my job. Because I'm going to be incredibly honest with you. As I was talking to Pastor Wheeler this morning, I have no idea how I got here. I have no idea how I'm in Sacramento with trees this morning telling you about Jesus. I have no clue because if I'm just brutally honest with you, there's this gap in my life that God has called me a pastor or an evangelist. And that's what he's called me to do. But on this side of it, I don't feel equipped to do it. There's always going to be a gap between what God calls you and what you feel like you can do. And he does that because he'll never call you to a life that doesn't require you trusting him. And so I was telling Pastor Wheeler this morning, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing this morning or how I'm going to get there. I'm just going to really have to trust God in it. And if it's the same for me, it's going to be the same for you. You're going to have to trust God every season. That never stops. So I don't want you to get to this situation, this season where you're like, okay, I made it. You've never, you're just never going to arrive. You're always going to have to trust God. And so me being up here, if it's anything to you this morning, I want you to know this, is that it's me just trusting God. Even up to 8.07 a.m. this morning, I'm telling you, I'm like, I don't even know, but God, I'm going to trust you that whatever comes out of my mouth is for your house. I trust you. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to come off as a professional speaker. I don't want to come off as a professional evangelist. I just want to come off as somebody who really, 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 really has to trust God. Because that's my life. That's my story. 
If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew uh, chapter 14. I went back and forth with this, man, so much. And I'm just like, God, I'm going to trust you with this. And Matthew chapter uh, 14, verse 22 says this. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Come on, say to the other side. While he dismissed the, the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, above it by the waves because the wind was against it. So shortly before dawn, Jesus went out, uh, out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him on the lake, they were terrified. It's Patrick Swayze, they said. It's a ghost, I'm sorry. Are y'all that old? Y'all know, y'all remember? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm just making sure I got the right crowd here. They said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Uh, um, uh, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of what? Why do you doubt? And then, and when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, um, truly, you are the Son of God. My son at, 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 um, at his school, he has this, um, this club, I guess. It's, a, it's, a, it's the Boys Strong Club. It's a weird name. I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's really weird. And he's like, and we get together and we... And we, we, we plan out our recess, and we plan out in case anybody wants to come against us. I was like, oh, this is getting, are you in a cult, son? Is this what you are? Is this what you're in? And uh, he told me something interesting. He told me, Dad, it's crazy. I said, why? He said, because there's a lot of us, and we're really strong. I said, dang. That's awesome. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have my daughter, who, um, uh, maybe as up to last year, loves playing this game called Roblox. Y'all know what Roblox is? And so when she plays Roblox, she gets on Roblox, but when she's tired of her character or she's tired of the community she's in, she just resets her whole password, her whole account, and she just starts all over. Anybody do that? Any of y'all's kids do that? And I'm like, so I started thinking, um, could our problem be in church? That we want to customize what together looks like. When there's really no need to customize what together looks like. Because together is just that. It's just together. And I started thinking, what if God prefers us to be together over the things we can agree on rather than be apart over the things we can't? I'm going to tell you something, church. We don't get to decide what together looks like. I'm going to mess you up because you're going to get to heaven and there's going to be people in heaven and you're going to be like, how in the heaven did they get here? <laughs> and the thing is, you're going to have to worship with those people. The people you hate, the people you don't like. Come on, you all got a list of somebody you can't stand. Some of them are sitting right next to you. Don't look, just keep looking here. But we all have a list of people we can't stand. And those people, 
you may have to worship with in heaven one day together. Because you're not going to get to church one day. You're not going to get to heaven one day and be like, excuse me, where's Elevate Church? Where's People Church? These churches aren't really relevant in heaven. Can I be honest with you? The only thing relevant in heaven is Jesus' church. Amen? It's his church. And what it's going to look like, it's going to look like a whole bunch of people who don't look like you and some do look like you. You're going to have Niner fans and Cowboy fans. And we're going to, and Raider fans. And we're going to have to worship together. Together is just being together. I truly think when the Bible says, uh, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's saying just that. It's saying that we're going to, until we learn how to worship together on earth as it will be in heaven. Okay, let's go back to the boat. Because the boat is where it's at. See, the boat don't get no love in the story. Right? Because you got people leaving the boat and you got people staying in the boat. And Jesus sends the boat into a storm. And there's no love for the boat. Because here's what happens, right? Jesus, Jesus tells, um, uh, 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 I, have to, I, have to, I have to get this right for you. Jesus sends the boat into the storm. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus tells them, hey, get in that boat, go into that storm, go across. These are the words of Jesus. How, how crazy is it? Is that Jesus tells them to get into a boat and to go into a storm? Do y'all need to change something? Y'all good? Y'all tell me. I see y'all moving. I'm a pastor. It's okay. I get this stuff. Okay. Here's the thing. A lot of us are good at hearing God, but most of us aren't good at listening to him. I'll say it again. A lot of us are good at, here. thank you, a lot of us are good at hearing God, but most of us aren't good at listening to him. So enter Peter, right? Because let's be honest. Peter gets into the boat, the boat that Jesus says, go across, I'll meet you over there. Peter gets into this boat that Jesus, by his word, says, get into the boat and go across, I'll meet you there. Peter gets into the boat, and let's be honest, Peter straight up disregards the words of Jesus. The disregard is a decision to be disobedient. And the moment you're disobedient is the moment you begin to drift. And what I need y'all to know is that Peter, who even though he got off the boat, Peter was drifting in this season, in this second, in this moment. There was a drift. And what I really need you to know is that Peter's drift looked absolutely fantastic. But it was still a drift. Peter's drift looked absolutely incredible. Peter's drift looked like a miracle because Peter's walking on water. But your miracles aren't in your disregard to God's word, but instead in it. Amen? Peter's drift looked amazing because Peter, Jesus tells him, get in the boat and go across. And, and, and Peter gets out of the boat. But I need you to understand today is that your miracle is, uh, your miracles are in his word, not your devotion. I'm going to say that again. Your miracles are in his word, not your devotion. See, the miracle is in what he said, not what you did. Can I get an amen? 
I'm going to prove it to you because nobody ever wants to talk about how Peter disregarded Jesus. Never. We look at this and we're like, oh, Peter. You go, Peter. But we never talk how he disregarded the words of Jesus because Peter is like a lot of us. He values devotion over dependence. But following God isn't devotion. Church, listen to me. It's like me up here talking to you, not even knowing how I got here. It's not devotion. It's dependence. We're so good at devotion. Only problem is I can give God my devotion without giving him my dependence. God doesn't want your devotion. He wants your dependence. Stay in the boat, Peter. Stay in the boat, Peter. Depend on God, Peter. We never talk about it. We look at this and we're like, dang, yo, dog, did you, Peter, on the water? He did what? Come on, you know what I mean? He's like a lot of us. But God doesn't want your devotion. God wants your dependence. He said, yo, um, Peter and all you others, get in the boat, go across, I'll meet you there. Those are the words of Jesus. And Peter, halfway through it, says, I see Patrick Swayze. I'm going to get out the boat because he doesn't even know if it's. But, 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 but I need you to look at Mark because th this is crazy, y'all. Go, go, go to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, verse uh, 45. Are you there? If you're there, say amen. Amen. If not, just be up here and. Um, be like Peter. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, watch, watch, watch. Look, look, look at the account now. Watch. I got, I got 24 minutes. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land, right? It says, he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass him by, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they, they be, he cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, he spoke to them. And said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Verse 51 says this, then he climbed to the boat with them, and the wind died down, and they were completely amazed. Now, wait, hold up. It's the same account. A different writer in a different gospel. Hold up, wait a minute, let me put some Jesus in it. Amen? What is happening? Because, like... When Mark wrote about it, right, he said, Jesus walked to the disciples in a boat, and when he got there, the wind died down. 
right? But, but we just read, Pastor, didn't we just read? But when Matthew wrote about it, he included something that Mark right here left out. Same story. But Mark was written later. So, so, so how can, can Peter walk on water and when it comes time to tell Mark what to write later in life, he says, hey, Mark, yo, uh, you, you know that time, I know you're going to write my story, but you know when I got out the boat and I, and I walked on water, could you just not include that part? Could you not tag me in this? You know what I mean? Because, because I mean, come on, for a little, like, because in Matthew, it's like, I got out the boat, and I walked, and if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come, come, I'm dead, and, and, and we wrote it, and I started to sink and all that, but by the time he gets to Mark, he says, hey, Mark, um, could you just leave me out when you write this part in the Bible? Because if it's me, I'm going to be honest with y'all, like, if it's me, and it's Peter, and I'm telling him, hey, you know what to write? Yeah, you write that I got off that boat. And that I walked on water. Amen? Is that just me or is that just you? Like, like if, if, if anything, you need to let the people know that I stepped out in faith and I got out that boat and I walked on water. And all you cowards, you stayed in the boat. But me, I'm a man of faith. I thought that was Jesus and I got out of the boat. But by the time we arrive here, he says, hey, hold up, wait a minute. What? Don't put that story in there. What? Okay, back to the boat. Because the boat's where it's at, right? And if you, if you notice, we keep going back to the boat. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the boat represents a church. Peter shows up to the boat, and he's like, look how faithful I look, guys. Look how much faith I have. Come on, it's like a lot of us, we show up to church, and we're like, look how devoted I am. You're not even sure that's Jesus, bro. But look at me. So faithful. And by the time he gets to Jesus, thank God it was Jesus. Amen. But by the time he gets to Jesus, Pastor Willard, the Bible says that Jesus says, Oh, you of little faith. I'm reading it again. I'm like, but he's the one that got out the boat. If that's little faith, I'm done. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? If dude walked on water and preaches, preaches, and I preach it like that, and like, even a little faith can walk on water. <laughs> I know, I get it. Because we've all preached that. But I'm reading it again. I'm like, a pastor, I'm like, yo, maybe Peter's just out of order. Because anything that's out of order causes chaos and confusion. And wherever there's chaos and confusion, people can't see Jesus. Because they couldn't see Jesus. He didn't know if that was Jesus. Is that Jesus? No, nah, it's a ghost. It's confusion. Is it him or is it not? Is it him? Jesus, if it's you, uh, tell me to come to you. But Jesus does tell him to come to him. So I'm like, uh, but why? And I think Jesus was just trying to remind Peter to trust him. But, 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 but he gets out, he 
gets out of the boat, and the time he walks to Jesus, the Bible says he arrives at Jesus, and the, he says, you have, uh, uh, you have uh, 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 little faith. Hmm. Maybe the most uh, critical thing about Peter's disregard was not only how out of order everything was, but now he's sinking, right? But, but, but listen to me. Not only was he out of order, here, here it is, here's where we're landing. I'm doing good on time. It's like 12 o'clock in Texas. Here's where we're landing. Not only was he out of order, but he gets out of the boat. Because oh, the boat represents what? Okay, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Now, is he not only out of order, but now he's out of community. It's to Jesus like we all want to sometimes. Look at me, how faithful I am and how much I give and how much I serve. And look at me, I got all the gear and the church stuff and I can do it. And we get to Jesus and we think, and, and we look at me, look at me. And, and, and by the time he gets to Jesus, he's, he's, he's not only out of order, but now he's out of community. I mean, uh, Peter looks at, at his friends and is like, I'm out. Peter, that's not what he told us to do. But I mean, but I mean, oh, you of little faith, right? The guys that stayed in the boat that didn't have faith enough to get out and walk on water to who I thought was Jesus. Oh, you guys of little faith. But, but I'm thinking like, wait, 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 wait. But, but, but maybe they're not the ones because the ones that Jesus, that Jesus said had little faith was the one that walked out to the water on top of water and walked out to Jesus. He called that one the one with little faith. But notice God didn't say that to the boys in the boat. He spoke those words to Peter. Maybe Peter had more faith when he was in the boat than when he got out. Oh, you're missing it. You're missing it. Maybe Peter had more faith when he was in community than when he got out of community. I don't think you realize how important it is to be in church. I don't think you realize how important it is to be in community. I know you don't like some people. I know it's hard to get to church sometimes. But I'm telling you, church is where you're supposed to be. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the narrative. I can watch it online. No, you can't. That's not church. You need to be. You know what I'm going to tell you? I'm watching church online. I'm going to tell you, oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. Because you, it requires more faith to stay in community with people in a boat that you may not even like, you don't even care about, but your job as a Christian is to be like Jesus. And if you want to be like Jesus, you better learn how to love people. You better learn how to put up with people. You better learn how to get along with people. He was in the boat, and he gets out of the boat by himself, walking on water, going to Patrick Swayze. And by the time he gets to Jesus, he says, oh, you of a, a little faith. I think the further away he got from the boat, the more his faith decreased. 
People don't get it. I'm a pastor. I've been doing this for 12 years. They'd be like, I don't know what's wrong with my life. Let me tell you, the further away you get from the boat, the more your faith decreases. Yeah, but I'm tired of those people. I don't I, look, I get it. I'm tired of them too. But 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 God is trying to grow you up in a season, and he'll use people to rescue you. And some of you are running to Jesus. Ooh, when, when Jesus is trying to use his people to rescue you. And you'll be like, it's just me. I just need me and Jesus. And he's like, <laughs> tonto. That's not how my, 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 my word works. That's not how this works. No, no, no. I designed you for community. This is where I'm at. And so, so, so many of us were like, I don't need that. I just need me and Jesus. <laughs> oh, you of little faith. We don't know how to grow up. Because we get offended, we go run and hide. You know 97% of church growth in America is transfer growth? You know what that is? It's just people hopping around from church to church. You, know, you want to know why? Because we find out about you. We find out who you really are. And now you want to go hide somewhere else. Oh, that's a whole nother message. I don't got enough time for that. Amen. God, next service, right? I already have one for next service. <laughs> so help me out. Tell me out. The more he disregarded, the more his faith shrunk. The more he got out of community, the smaller his faith got. And you're like, yeah, but Pastor, but no way. He's walking on water. This is pretty dope. Yeah, but, but he's walking on water by himself. And it's easier to have faith in the middle of a storm when you surround yourself with people who can have faith with you. I look at the boys on the boat different now. Maybe the ones with more faith Come on, Jesus. Stayed in the boat. I'm learning. I've been doing this 12 years, and I'm learning the people with faith, more faith, are the ones that just stay in church. It's not the ones that, you know, we, oh, they got great potential. I don't care about potential anymore. I love potential. It's great. But give me somebody who will just stay. When the storm hits, I'm going to stay. When it gets crazy, I'm going to stay. When somebody walks through the doors that offends me and I don't like, I'm going to stay. I, like, we just need more people that learn, to, that need to learn how to just stay. I like, potential is great. Your gifts are great. Your talents are amazing. But the church is built on people who just know how to stay. That's it. It's just, okay, do you have some staying power in your life? And look at the boys of the boat different. Peter leaves the boat and we're like, look at him go. And Jesus is like, OME, because he's God. He's, that's not OMG. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He's like, OME, here comes another one. 
I feel like he's like that. I feel like he's over there. He's like, oh, my God, here we go. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, and me. Here comes another one. And here, here comes one who thinks they can do it alone. And Jesus over here is like, yo, I'm going to save you because that's who I am. That's the grace of God. That's what I do. I'm going to save you because it's who I am. But we forget about the ones who stayed in the boat. Because the other disciples are operating on what? On the first original words of Jesus. They're operating on those words, which is what? Go, I'll meet you on the other side. Maybe it's not about the size of your faith, but instead the obedience of your step. Oh, don't hear me. I said maybe it's not about the size of your faith, but instead the obedience of your step. We think faithfulness is stepping out in faith. You've heard that. But what if faithfulness is just staying where God tells you to stay? Now, listen, I'm not saying don't step out in faith. All I'm saying is when you do. Come on, say when I do. The real test of your faith will be if you're able to stay where you stepped into. That's the real test of your faith. Like, I'm going to step out in faith, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be planted and elevate church. The real test of your faith is if you're able to stay where God told you to stay. That's the real test. Like, yeah, I don't really like it. I'm not feeling it anymore. You of little faith. You of little faith. Do you have some staying power? So many things we don't learn in the kingdom of God because we get offended and walk away. So many of you are stuck in a repetitive cycle of learning the same thing over and over again. It's just on repeat every, every six to nine months. Nine minutes. Let's go back to the boat then. Peter... When telling Mark, he's writing the story, he's like, hey, uh, yo, Mark. <laughs> Mark and Mark and the Funky Bunch, you know. <laughs> Could you just do me a favor and just leave this whole thing out when you're telling my story? Peter's like, um, oh, this is so good. Don't tell them what happened when I climbed out of the boat. That was stupid. That's got to be the conversation. Why else do you leave that out? Because if it's me, I'm like, yo, put that in. Let, let me be her. You know what I mean? Like, I walked on water. But, 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 but by the time he gets to Mark, and he's, he's had time to do what? To grow up. Amen? By the time he gets to Mark, he's saying, say, hey, uh, Mark's like, hey, I'm going to put this in because you were stupid. You remember when you got real stupid, tontito, and you walked out on the water, and you started singing, say, like, hey, what? Could you just leave that out? Could you just leave that out for me? And Peter was like, don't tell them what happened, please, when I climbed out of the boat. Watch, 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 watch. Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell them what happened when Jesus climbed in. That's church. That's the gospel. He gets to Mark and he's like, yo, don't tell them what 
happened when I got out of the boat. That's us. We all want to be, look what I can do. And that, that's a lot of our churches in, in America. Look how much we love Jesus. This is not about how much we love Jesus. I'm sorry to tell you. This is about how much Jesus loves us. And so he's sitting there and he's like, hey, um, don't tell him. Don't tell him what happens when I stepped out of the boat. Tell him what happens when Jesus stepped in. But I was thinking, hold up. Um, how did they get back to the boat? Jesus is probably like, um, we're going to try this again. Because Jesus doesn't leave you where he finds you. And so many people think this is a story of, 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 of faith, and it's not. It's a story of grace. Because Jesus, even in your disobedience, will save you. I grew up thinking this was a story of faith. Oh, he's so faithful looking. And as I get older, I begin to realize, whoa, that guy disregarded the original words of Jesus. And he got out of the boat. And, and, and it's not a story of faith. It's a story of grace that when you're close enough, if you're going to fail, make sure you're close to Jesus so he can reach out and save you. Okay. But this time. Peter, we're going to do this again, but, but, but this time, try going with me, not towards me, with me. So Jesus walks him back, listen to me church, because they had to walk back, right? And I, I'll admit, it takes some faith to get out of the boat. I'll admit that, and to walk on water, Pastor. I'll admit that. But it takes more faith, oh, listen to me, to stand up on water when you're already in water. How much faith does that take? Just How do you even do that? Like, I'm in water. I Stand up. <laughs> Help, I don't. Like, there's no steps in here. And here's what Jesus does. He takes them back to the boat. And, and I'm closing, so if anybody wants to come up and play, that's fine. Um, here's what Jesus does. He, he takes them back to the boat. He takes them back to the church. He takes them back to community. Here's the thing about Jesus is that he'll always take you back to people. And I know some of you are lone rangers in the faith world. Oh, that's just me. I just need me and Stephen Furtick on TV. I just need me and some Mike Todd. I just need me and some Joe Olstein. All great, amazing, wonderful men. Jesus picks them up out of water, saves them. He says, oh, you little faith. Let's go back to the people. Let's go back to community. 
Let's go back to church. Jesus is saying clearly, you and I, we don't get to give up on people. I'm so tired. Can I be honest with you? I'm so tired of the social media evangelist pastor who tells you, walk away, set boundaries, leave those people, get away from them. I hate it. Because Jesus never gave up on me and never will. So it doesn't give me the right to give up on people. Ever. I know people are toxic. I get it. But so are you. I know people are, are, are weird. I get it. But so are you. I know people can be angry. I get it. But so can you. You don't get to give up on people. How important is the boat now? Tell them what happened when we trusted him. Tell them what happened when he got in. I'm not interested in how I walked on water. I should have just stayed in the boat. Could you just leave that part out? Can I be honest with you? We're not here to tell people what happens when we get out of the boat. I know your, your story is amazing. But it's only because of God. It's always Him. We're not here to tell people what happens when, when we get out of the boat. I, listen, I did this and God... No, 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 no. We're here to tell people what happens when Jesus climbs in. The wind didn't die down because Peter came to Jesus. The wind died down because Jesus came to Peter. That's the gospel right there. Not that I came to God, but that he came to me. I'm so thankful for a God that when I give up on him, he doesn't give up on me. I'm so thankful for a God that when I, when, even when I think I got it right and I walk away, he never gives up on me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. And he's always going to place you. I know you don't like it. I know you don't want to hear it. But he's always going to place you in community. That's where you're healed. I know that that's where you're hurt too. I get that. But that's also where you'll be healed. And that's the, that's the closest we'll ever be to being like Jesus on the cross. To, 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 to give it up and to sacrifice our time and our life for people who we don't feel watch, 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 watch who we don't feel like they deserve our time well, none of us deserve the cross my fear is that we get all the Christian things right prayers that we get all the stuff right how to dress, how to look, how to talk and that we miss looking like Jesus because Jesus will never tell you to give up on somebody now I'm not saying stay somewhere that you're being hurt but I'm saying even in that, you could still pray for that person. 
God. walk you back to people because that's who he is well i hope you've been encouraged by the word of god and if you have go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the app store and you can continue to get word every week from elevate life church